0: Ah, good evening, everyone. Good evening. It is good to be here tonight. Um, Why don't we open with prayer as we ready ourselves to do some Bible study. Amen. Lord, Father, God, we just welcome you into this place. Welcome you into this place, Lord. We ask that you would just... Bless everyone that is here this evening. You know their concerns, you know their needs, and we ask you to just to bless them, Lord, and minister to them, Lord, right now. You are our Father, our God, our Deliverer, our Healer, hallelujah, our friend, Lord. And we just praise you and we just lift you up and we just thank you for all you've done for us. Lord, we ask you to just bless the word as it come forth tonight. Minister, Lord, to everyone. Lord, that it will be change and transform our lives, Lord, to be more like you, Lord, to be more, Lord, uh, committed to your ways, Lord. Lord, we ask you, Lord, even through that you will speak through me, Lord. Minimize me, decrease me, Lord, so that your anointing and your word will come forth, Lord. Bless tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, we just want to talk about uh, mindset. Um, I was, at the beginning of the school year, I was um, teaching and one of the, part of the subjects that came up was engineering mindset, because I'm, a, I'm an engineer, and it came up with engineering mindset. And some of the things that it wanted us to, the curriculum that we were teaching our students was like creative thinking, collaboration, um, working together in teams, and it's just on and on. It's being persistent in terms of solving problems. Uh, System thinking, which you're breaking down uh, a particular system into its most basic components and figuring out how they work together and... If you break them down far enough, you can analyze each individual component and then put them together with the expectation that the whole is gonna be more improved. So um just thinking about that, I'm like, ah, oh, engineering mindset. And then I'm a I'm a I'm a Celtics fan, and uh Joe Mazzula, you know. Celtics, mindset. So all the players, that's all they're preaching, mindset, mindset, mindset. And then um, PC, basketball, mindset. So if you go over to Providence College, you see their huge marquee all lit up, and all they say is mindset, mindset, mindset. And so I just began to contemplate mindset. You know, we are Christians and the word of God tells us and instruct us and direct what our mindset should be. Not, you know, the Celtics, not the engineering curriculum, not um, Providence basketball, but the word of God. So then I began to look at what is mindset. And mindset is like how we think. It's our attitudes, our opinions, how we approach a problem. How we approach a situation. And then uh, Cambridge Dictionary says that it's a person's way of thinking, their opinions. So it's like, you know, what's your mentality? Uh, what's your outlook in terms of day to day? So how do you approach issues? That, so that's what we're going to be looking at tonight is like, what is your mindset? how do we develop that Christ-like mindset, all right? So not Celtics or PC, but the mindset of Christ. Um, So what I want you to do right now is, when I'm in my class, one of the things we do right up front is we'll hand out a little piece of paper or we'll put it on the board, and it's called a do now, all right? So we're going to have a mental do now. And really, what I want you to do is really just reflect. So I'm gonna like pause. And the prompt that you're given is to just kind of begin to think, what is your what is your mindset? How do you approach problems? What's your opinion? What's your attitude? Whether you're dealing with something tragic or you're dealing with something a, a difficult situation or you dealing with something that is just great and amazing what's your mindset how are you thinking how do you think in proverbs 4 and 23 it says to keep your heart With all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. So it's important that in terms of our life and our day to day, it's important in terms of what we're thinking and our mindset and what our attitudes are. How we think in terms of opinions, uh, what is our opinion? How do we approach situation? That's important because it sets and determines issues in our lives, our lives. It determines that it impacts that. Our thinking impacts our outlook. It impacts our lives, our families, our friends, uh, our church, our community, how we worship, how we uh, interact with our community, with the church. It's all important in terms of our mindset. So you got to be aware of your attitudes, what your opinions are, how you feel about things in general and your mindset. You have to be aware of it. You have to determine because they're important to life. You can't have this, like amazing, you know, uh, positive life, when you have a negative and defeating uh, mindset. You can't have it. You have to. And that's just kind of one of Joyce Meyer's things she said where she'll say that, you know, you can't have a positive life and a negative mind. You know, she'll just kind of say that. And you know that uh, she's done a lot of work in terms of the battlefield of, of, of the mind, along with Pastor John, you know, uh, probably about what is a year and a half. He was teaching on um, on renewing the mind. So. Uh, we've got a lot of teaching in that area, and it's important. Uh, Proverbs 23, 7 says, for as we think, so is he. All right? So based on how we think, that determines, like, who we are and everything. So it's important. Um, so when it comes to our mindset, our attitudes, our opinions, they are set and put in shape by our thoughts. And that's when we start thinking about how do you renew your mind. And that's what we need to do. Uh, we need to renew our mind. We have to get rid of negative thoughts and replace those with Thoughts that align with the word of God, spirit-filled thought, positive, uh, God-word-based thoughts. So when we're renewing our mind and we're trying to develop this Christ-like mindset, so the Christ-like mindset, that's our attitudes, that's our opinions, how we approach things. But your mindset is determined and set by your thoughts. And that's the part we have to begin to, we have to work at in terms of renewing and transforming our, um, our mind. Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what it, what's, uh, what God will is His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, um, Pastor John, as I said, has taught over and over on uh, renewing the mind. So we know that we're made up of this spirit being and this, uh, body. All right, we have the spirit and this body, and they're warring our uh, war in between us, t- within us. And then we have the soul, and our soul is made up of our mind, our emotions, and our will. So we have to transform that part. And the people might say, uh, well, how does that happen? How do you transform your mind? How do you renew your mind? And one thing that when I began to think about how do you renew your mind, I started thinking about, you know, the journey. When we are about to, we have to be intentional with it. But the journey in terms of getting to that renewed mind, and the commitment and everything involved, that journey matters because as you're going through the process of developing your, uh, uh, renewing your mind, transforming it from negative to uh, to a spirit field mindset. That journey, what you learn in, in doing that time, it matters. So sometimes we just want to rush to the end and hop to the end and have this fully renewed mind. But God got a blessing in the process. He's got a blessing in the journey that we take um, as we as our mind is renewed and transformed. Right. That's important. So. So don't be so don't be feel guilty because you don't you know, you're not there yet. You know, you're not there yet. Uh, but know that God is not through with you yet. So and there's a journey involved and that's another thing, when you're when you're in the process of renewing your mind and not where you want it to be don't just be pessimistic, just have that anticipation, add yet into your vocabulary. Like, hey, the Lord, um, I don't have, I'm not, God isn't done with me yet, all right? Um, I'm not where I want to be yet, but God is working on me, all right? So you have to add that yet into it so that you don't get discouraged about how, uh, where you are right now. Because I was reading um, about how, like, negative thoughts, they're like the prevailing thoughts that are in folks' heads these days, the negative thoughts. And I was reading where the National Science Foundation, probably about in 2005, they did this... Um, not sure how they did it, or whether they were using some kind of electrodes or timing, but they did a survey on what people thought. And what they came up with in 2005, they said that it was like an individual could have something like from 12,000 to 30,000 thoughts a day. Man, that's a lot of thoughts. The surprising part was they said about 80% were negative. 80% were negative, and then 95% is repetitive. However, in 2017 they did the change the study up and they said it's about only 6200. 6200 thoughts a day, but still about 80% are negative and then you have these repetitive thoughts 95% of the time. So, it's important that you don't that you don't like get depressed as you're going through the process of renewing your mind. All right. So one thing. So so you want to make sure that you you recognize that God's not done with me yet. And then the tools in terms of what do I have to do to renew my mind? All right. So I know that I don't want to get depressed. Uh, The Lord has told me that. I can renew my mind and not to be conformed to the pattern of the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you begin to think, how do I do that? How do you do that? And then that's when I go back to pastor John's message on renewing the mind. That's when I go, because I need, we need to change our thoughts from negative to God based word based thoughts. And as we do that, then our mindset, our opinions, all right, our attitudes about things will be changed and they'll be Christ-like, all right? So, Pastor John, um, what he did is he came up with seven keys. Well, six, seven keys in terms of how to, when he sums it up, he sums it up in terms of uh, what you need to do to uh, renew your mind. So these keys are, first thing you got to do is you got to decide that the Word of God is the authority in your life. And so when I think about the Word of God, you know, it's not some self-help book. You know, it's not, you know, my engineering, um, principles of engineering textbook. It's not that, all right? When we have the Word of God and we're reading the Word of God and we're putting it in us, that word is laced or has the Holy Spirit in it. And it has a transformative process. So it's not just words in a book. It is the word of God spoken with anointing and with the Spirit. So it's able to cut things out, pull down strongholds. So that word of God First thing, you got to get the word of God in you. And then Pastor John, I mean, sorry, Pastor Chris, he's been saying lately, not just read the word, but a little bit more. You got to like do that word. It has to be part of you. Okay, so when you have the word and remember, we're just going through the steps. We we, we're trying to get this mindset of Christ. Right. We're trying to get the mindset of Christ. But what we've got to do is make sure our thoughts are set. All right. And that our thoughts are. Are thoughts that are based off of the Word of of God. So when you decide that the Word is the authority and you get this Word inside of you, you've got to be like disciplined in terms of doing that. So you're disciplined in terms of reading the Word. But then, you know, you're determined. I am going to read the word. I am going to look up. It's going to be focused, whatever my issues is. Maybe my issue is I need more faith in my life. Maybe it's I need a healing in my life. And you're going to be intentional about looking up and getting the word of God inside of you. Right. So you are kind of making that determination. But sometimes, you know what? We need help. Sometimes we need help in terms of my determination needs help. My discipline needs help. All right. So we have to figure out how do we access that word of God and everybody access it. At different points, they hear it different ways. You know, they might have to. And when we're when in, in school, when I'm teaching, I'll teach all different. Ways. I'll give the printed word to some students. I'll tell a student that, hey, here's a video um, and here's the word of God in video format. All right. So I'm not saying the word of God to the students, but it might be about a particular uh, gear ratio. All right. So we'll learn about gear ratios and torque versus speed. All right. So. Uh, so I might give, give the written in some forms to a student, but another student, I'm going to like, hey, here's a video, because I want them to grasp the concept. And so you have to decide how do you access that word. And with technology today, the written word is here, and God has really uh, made it so available to us. All right. We can hear it. We can see it. We can read it. right. And then we can even before all that, we can ask God because some people. So some of us, you know, it's it's a struggle somehow to just have that determination and discipline. So we have to back back up. We have to say, God, help me to have the discipline. Help me to have the determination. Show me how to read your word and to hear your word and to make that word real to me. We have to, like, ask. And he said that, hey, I am here. If you, if you ask, then he'll make it available to you. That's one of our blessings as Christians, Feel with uh, believers is that we can ask our father, God, and then he will, he won't hold, withhold any good thing from us. So uh, so when we're asking, getting that word in us, it's like, where's your jumping on point? Is your jumping on point reading and automatically you hear and receive the word Or does your jumping on point needs to be maybe a visual or your jumping on point needs to be even further back where you're asking God to reveal this to me, to help me with my determination, help me with my discipline. Um, So you have to make sure that you're accessing uh, the word of God and making it doing whatever is needed to make that word real in you. All right. So, if if the minister or if I'm up here saying, "Hey, you got to read the word," and then you're like, "Oh man, that's a roadblock for me." Nah, you can't do that. You have to ask God, Lord, make it real for me. What does uh, make your word plain for me? All right. Um, so, <clears throat> you want to make sure that you're getting the word in you, and that it's the authority in your life, and then. And then you want to get control of your mind. And that's part of the process. Getting the word, making sure that the word is the authority in your life, that it's real. And then you begin to get control of your mind. As you begin to saturate your mind and your thoughts with the word of God, your mind is renewed and transformed. Um. Pastor John also says what you pay attention to becomes larger in your mind, what you pay attention to. So you want to be diligent about making sure that uh, the word of God is is real and that you're repeating it because we already learned from the National Science Foundation that we have about six to two hundred thoughts and 80 uh, percent of those. Are negative and 95 are just over and over and over again the same thing so we have to make sure that we're paying attention to what thoughts are in our mind. so what we're thinking we have to make sure we're paying attention so what that means is that you are are reading the word you are repeating that word you're meditating on that word and that's just going over and over it, having it in your mind over and repeating it, saying out loud, singing the word, but making sure that that word is what's being the word of God is what's repeated those 95 times that you're not having those 80% of your thoughts are the thoughts uh, that are negative thoughts but it is the word of god that's being reiterated because over and over and over and over and you guys know how it is you get something on your mind and it just stays with you right sometimes it's like okay over and over again all right how do i do this you know this person is doing this this child is doing this this boss is doing this this co-worker is doing this You know what? And that's when we've got to consciously, intentionally like have a scripture. That's where that discipline, that determination, that asking, that reading, all right, that hearing, that doing the word becomes real. Is that, hey, post it on your wall, write it on your mirror, you know, put it on your dashboard in your car as you ride the word of God, Uh, be intentional about it. Um, And then Pastor John says, you cannot think of more than one thought at a time, one thought. So that means you can be disciplined and you can. um, And if you. I'm saying you could be disciplined, but sometimes we have to back it up. You know, we have to back it up our determination because it's not within ourselves. We have to back it up. And that's when we're backing up and we're asking God to help us. We are praying and asking God, Lord, help me be intentional in my thought. Lord, let the Holy Spirit saturate me so that the word is real, that I'm being intentional. When a thought comes into my head that is negative, that is not of you, I can grab that thought like your word said and take captive of it. All right. So that's when you can pray and have let the Holy Spirit help you, because that's what the Holy Spirit is. Right. It's our advocate. It's our helper. So we've got to use that Holy Spirit to transform, to help us, to renew our mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I said, you got to be intentional. you got to get out of your life anything that reinforces old images. And you gotta focus your efforts. I remember probably about let's see, maybe like four or five years ago. So I might have told this story in some in one of small groups before, but I was in the process of helping my grandson learn how to tie shoes. All right, so, um, so. I wanted, you know how young people these days, they watch YouTube a lot. So I said, okay, let me go get a video on tying your shoes on YouTube. And then he can just play it and play it and see how to tie his shoes. So I went, searched up, and I found a TED Talk. Everybody, TED Talk, you've heard of those? All right, so TED Talk. So it was this gentleman by the name, and I just looked him up, it was Terry Moore. So Five years ago, I found a YouTube, a TED Talk by Terry Moore that talks about how to tie your shoes. So this was in the process of me helping my grandson, who's probably only about five or six at that time. So TED Talks are right online, right? You know, five, six-year-old TED Talk, like, okay, Grandma. <laughs> anyway, so what Uh, Terry Moore began to talk about is everybody, most people in the world tie their shoes wrong. That's what he said. What? I'm like, what? I've been tying my shoes for lots of years, right? So so then he began to talk about how when you, you tie these shoes and then you... They, you know, you take one loop and you go one way and he goes all past. But it's one mistake. Instead of going to the right, you should go to the left. And the bow will be, instead of the bow being um, vertical, the bow is horizontal. Sorry, yeah, horizontal across the front of your shoe. I'm like, what? So I'm challenged now because he's challenged me that I've been tying my shoes wrong for many, many years. So I said, okay, all right. So now, you know, I've kind of put it to the side. And I tried to help my grandson with this new way of tying. And he kind of wasn't having it, all right. But I, it caught my attention, all right. Because in that TED Talk, he talks about, the reliability of tying your shoes the correct way. So I started being very intentional, tying my shoes based off of Terry Moore's instructions. And he had learned it actually from a shoe salesman. So here I am, tying my shoes, tying the shoes, and it took me, so every time, and I wear sneakers, go walking, so I was, you know, no, no, I can't, no no strings to tie tonight, all right, to to illustrate this. But I began to be intentional that I'm going to tie my shoes the right way. Because, okay, engineers, scientists, you want to do it the right way. That's just kind of my makeup. So I began to tie the shoes the right way, all right? I had to, like, really think. So here it is, uh, over 40 years of tying the shoes the wrong way, all right? Um, I'm now trying to change the way I tie shoes, something every day. So I found myself, I had to really think every time I went to tie my shoes every day, uh, where I'm going walking, sneakers, whatever, I have to like really think, okay, no, not that way, tie this way. It took me one year where this new way of tying was normal. I had to every day be intentional about not that thought, this thought, not that way, this way, but it has been five years. And I tell you, in terms of my shoestrings coming untied when I walk, I can count the times on, on, on almost, I'm going to say two hands, less than 10 times in five years. I am, it's probably one hand, but I don't quite know, uh, but definitely less than 10 times. My shoestrings don't come untied, very reliable, but it took that time. So sometimes getting something good, sometimes getting God's way doing it God's way, having the mindset of Christ, having something that's quality, sometimes that takes time. It's a journey, but it's not done yet. You can do it, and you'll have a more blessed life. You'll have a higher quality of life. You know, you'll be basking and in the benefits of Christ and what God has set for us, but it is intentional. You have to be focused in terms of getting it done. I know Pastor Chris on on uh, Sunday he was speaking of this, and I'm like, man, Pastor Chris is like that's kind of what I'm talking about on Wednesday. And he said one thing that the mindset of Christ when he he didn't use mindset, but. It was basically, it's a benefit. When you're uh, thinking, it's a benefit. It's a positive benefit to be operating with a mindset of Christ. You can just enjoy. And then I started thinking about, okay, okay. So um, we go through the process through the word, through prayer, through praise, to develop a transformed mind and a renewed mind. Um, that's based off of the world, off of the word of God, that is not based off the world, but based off of the word of God. And we go through this transform, this transformation. You were taught Ephesians 4, 20 through, 22 through 26, you were taught with regard to your formal way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude, attitude of your minds, to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Hallelujah. So you got to use your weapons that you have. And we talk about the word of God. We talked about prayer. We talked about well. We didn't talk about uh, praise, but praise too. Give you testimony. Uh, Remember what it is that God has done for you. You can set up uh, when you when you like when He's blessed you. Remember those times when He's blessed you, all right? And they will help as you read the Word as He blesses you, and He'll that will increase your faith. You know. As you remember, the, um, then I began to think about, all right, so what does the having the mind of Christ look like? What does that look like? And then, um... Philippians 4, 13 came to mind. I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. I know I was citing that one right on the way over here tonight. I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. This is the day that the Lord has made. Psalms 118 and 24. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We can be glad. Because we have the mindset of Christ. We can be positive. I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. Then John 5 and 19 says, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. Whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. So we can rejoice. I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me, but I am only doing and following after Father God. So we have that, hey, God is leading and I am following. That's part of the mindset that we as believers has. A Christ like mine is that, hey, Whatever the Father say, I'm gonna be obedient to that. I'm attuned to His to His word. I'm following after Him as He lead me. I'm going to follow. Uh, you are loved by the Father. That's a mindset that you can have. You are loved by Father God. You're loved. That that's that's a mindset you can walk in that. That's an attitude that you can have. Creator of the universe, love me. um, I'm writing to all of you in Rome, that's Romans 1 and 7, who are loved by God and are called to be his own holy people. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace peace all right so we're loved by the father we also love god and we love people so those are just some of your mindsets that's how we walk that's our attitude that's our opinion we care about people we love them we love god we are loved by the father i can do all things through christ that strengthen me this is the day that the lord has made i will rejoice and be glad in it Hallelujah. I'm obedient to the the Father God. As he leads me, I'm going to follow. Hallelujah. You got to take action. Make some memories. Do some. So when you have this mindset, that's what I'm talking about. You got to take action. You know, make some memories. Do some great things. Don't just sit with it and hold it, but share it. You know, when he's done great things for you, then testify of it. Share what the Lord has done for you. Remember the stories of of faith in the Bible. When I was um, thinking about mindset, I thought about uh, young David back in the Old Testament when he um, brought food to his brothers who were at war. And uh, Saul, you know, he said, what's going on? with everybody uh, being fearful of this this giant. What is the problem? And he goes and he talks about how, you know, that while we're afraid of this uncircumcised giant, he was like, what? What is going on? This is not okay. His mindset was, I can do this. You know, I killed a bear when I was tending my father's farm. I killed the lion. And I can do this because of the God that I serve. That was a mindset. He had a warrior's mindset. He was ready. All right. So we can remember the stories um, like of David. We can remember the lady with the issue of blood. Pastor Chris was saying that she persevered and she got to the point like I am determined that I am not going to not have this blessing. I'm going to determine, and I'm going to touch the MF is The the as um, the friends who dropped their, um, their, their sick, ill friend down the roof, breaking open the roof, cracking it open, all right? They, you have to remember those testimonies, in, and they increase your faith in so doing. Hallelujah. So, give your testimony. Remember what he's done for you, All right? And then I um, kind of wrap it up. But I was um, reminded of a of a problem. It's a it's kind of like a brain teaser. Some of you might have heard it in school, but it's this uh, brain te- teaser from uh, from school and it's about Roman numbers. Everybody heard of Roma, Roman numerals, Roman numerals? Yeah, all right, so you have like, what is it? Let's see, I kind of wrote some down. Uh, let me see. Like what the the I, it's alpha, alphabets that represent numbers. You know, the I is the one, the V is the five, X is 10, L is 50, C is 100, and on and on. And the way numer- um, Roman numerals work is that you kind of, what, if letters are in front of the biggest number, then you subtract it. If a letter is behind the largest of those numbers, you add it on, right? So, like, for instance, uh, two eyes. Let me see. All right. Sorry. My whiteboard here. All right. So two I's. All right. I, I, right? I, I. That is like two. A one and a V. Four. Four. Exactly. Four. All right. So a one and a V is four. Um, Let's see. A one. And an X, nine. So then, is there any way that you can take an I and an X and make it into six? So the cool thing about this, and I'm just giving this illustration that if I put an S in front of it, I actually do have number six. That is an illustration that says we don't think like God. We don't think like God. Okay. We thought in our human capacity that it had to be a a Roman numeral. We thought it had to be a Romanoma, but it didn't. I didn't say it. I was actually very purposeful on not saying the Romanomas. I almost did it. But the idea is that we limit ourselves. But God, oh, no, no. He is He is all that. He is everywhere. He's omnipotent. He is unlimitless. And so when we have issues and problems, we cannot limit God. We have to access, because we have the mind of Christ. We have that mindset. So we cannot, we don't want to limit Christ in terms of how we uh, look at situations and problems that we might have. Let me just get back on. note. So our thinking is not like God. And that's the point that I'm trying to make with that little scenario. We are just mere humans, and our thinking is such, but Christ's thinking is supernatural. Father God, omnipotent one. In Matthew 16 and 23, Jesus turned and said to Peter, This is when Jesus was about to be, he was going to the cross and he was preparing his disciples for that time. He said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. So our thoughts... Merely human. All right? So even here in the situation, uh, Jesus is rebuking Peter, devoted disciple, one of the 12s, because of the way he was thinking. 1 Corinthians 7, 1 uh, Corinthians chapter 2, 14 through 16 says, the person Without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. The person with the spirit make judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. So when we have the mindset of Christ, when we face judgments, when we have issues and concerns, we're not just, we're not just making judgments or decisions or actions or thoughts that are human because we have the Holy Spirit. We have the mind of Christ. We have the Holy Spirit. And so, as such, we are not just mere humans. We are supernatural. He's blessed us to think not just everyday human thoughts, but when we allow Him to work through us, then we can think big thoughts. We cannot limit ourselves, right? Because we are following, we have the mind of Christ. We're following our father. He's transformed us. We have a renewed mindset. And he blesses us. He blesses us. Wow. Who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. First Corinthians 2 and 16. First Corinthians two ten through 12 says, These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thought except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thought of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God so that we may understand what God has freely given us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mindset of Christ. Hallelujah. We have the mindset of Christ. We can walk in it and be blessed by it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Lord, we just thank you for your word, Lord, that has come forth tonight, Lord. We ask that you will renew our mind. You know where we need to be renewed at, Lord. Lord, and we ask that you would just transform us, Lord. Help us not to be conformed to this world, that mold that is trying to, to press us into. But we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, and we're walking in your spirit, Lord. Hallelujah, and we're not just mere humans, Lord, and we thank you for it. Lord, we ask you just to bless, bless those that are online, bless those that are here, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen, amen, hallelujah. Thank God for the word, thank God for the word.